Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. It's an A. Mm-hmm. Taylor Swift is a great singer, isn't she? <laughs> I'm worried isn't she a great songwriter? Agreeing to the premise is going to backfire on me, but yes. Great songwriter. Lyrics, some of the best. Mm-hmm. What do I got to say? Okay. <laughs> Hello there, this is I Only Like You and Movies. My name is Moni, her name is Sine. How are you doing over there, Sine? Hello, I'm good but cautious. <laughs> why, are you, why are you cautious? Well, I still don't know how you feel about this film. And also, you clearly didn't like Taylor's performance. <laughs> um, don't put words in my mouth, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've seen Amsterdam, one of the most talked about box office bombs of 2022 um wikipedia tells me it's going to lose close to 97 million dollars that's a lot of money so much money what, what could you do for that much money oh, i could do anything i could buy a yacht i could buy a mansion i could probably solve world hunger you'd give it a go couldn't you i'd give it i'd give it a good go yeah. <laughs> it's got pretty bad reviews it hasn't made any money but as we just said I think a lot of this is based on the director who people have turned against, David O. Russell. And I'm not here to defend him at all and mm. wouldn't, wouldn't dream to. Mm-hmm. My thing is that people are also talking about him now as a bad director. Like, a lot of his movies are quite well received and people liked them at the time. And I understand that we, we know that he's, it's, it's more well known now that he's an asshole, supposedly. And the, the, the particularly creepy thing with his niece is that's terrible. That said, I think people are now treating him like he was always bad and his movies are always shit and no one, no one understands why he was ever successful. Mm. I think his previous movies were well-received. Still Wilding's Playbook, The Fighter. I thought it was uh, always the thing with David and Russell that his, unfortunately his movies were good and yeah. that's really annoying because he keeps getting money even though he's an absolute dick of a human being that, that's that's i thought that was a story too but it seems like at least on my twitter recently it's like mm. okay now we can finally talk about how bad the movies are too i'm like oh not sure about that but i, I do think some of the backlash here for this film is like people are finally sick of him and his movies did you think that's a play here potentially it's not a play for me my criticisms are of this film as a film but potentially yes so you I wasn't going to see this film. I, I was going to go along with The Sheep and look at the reviews in the in the box office and be like, oh, not for me. But you you went and saw it, I, I think, because you love Taylor Swift. That's all I can think of. I went and saw it because his movies are good and I saw a trailer and I liked the trailer and mm-hmm. I'm here for an ensemble cast, you know. All right. So then you saw it and you're like okay this has intrigued me when you talk about it you need to explain things for me it's so like okay i'll go see it what else am i going to do on a friday night you know nothing so i'll go see Amsterdam. i, I kind of liked it 
Did you? What do you think of what it? Do, what is wrong with you as a human being? Have you fallen and hit your head? Do you need a psychiatric evaluation right now? Are you joking me? You liked it? <laughs> you liked it? What's wrong with you? How could you like this? How? In I just like conceptually how? Explain to me. Explain to me how it's possible that you liked this. I, I good performances. Um, I, I'll, I'll let you say your piece. I'll let you say your piece. Well, I think that, and again, on my Twitter at least, they've been decontextualizing some of the clips and throwing up there and be like, how stupid is this? These actors have, you know, won Oscars and whatever, and now they're doing this. But in the in the vibe of the film, I think it actually works. It's a totally consistent for the film. If you take one scene and pluck it out of there and have a look at it, it looks weird. But totally think... consistent. Could I just flag that phrase to be addressed later? Just to put a pen in that, listeners. The yeah. act, the acting style. Is what I'm getting. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> I, I don't think it was. I think in some bits I liked more about what they were going for than what actually happened. I like the idea of a found family and this, you know, these three people sort of stumbled across each other and, and fell in love. And obviously there's romantic love between two of them, but also there's like a brotherly and sibling sort of love between the rest of all of them. And that they sort of had this, this brief period of time where the world seemed possible to them. And then they had to go back to regular life and then they stumble across each other again. I thought that was interesting. I think they could have perhaps dramatized their time in Amsterdam more. Kind of felt to me like they were just in a room in an apartment in Amsterdam for a while. I think that was a COVID thing when they were filming it. Um, but overall, I felt the rest of it was like a shaggy dog story. We've got these sort of two or three bumbling idiots caught up in a greater conspiracy and they're just doing their best to, to make it out. And, you know, overall, thought it had some, some good things about the truth and rejecting fascism and whatnot pretty heavy-handed in some of the, the themes and, and the messaging, but overall I was like, okay, not bad. Am I being pranked right now? Is this a joke? Am I? Okay, here's what happened. I've seen what you said and I've figured you out. You love to be a contrarian sometimes when people are hating <laughs> on something. Yes, you do. When people are hating on something and you're like, guys, it's actually not that bad because you like sticking up for the little guy, all right? And I think that's what's happened here. I think if you hadn't had all that stuff on your Twitter, which I don't have that stuff on my Twitter, then you wouldn't have formed an opinion after knowing those things. No, I, look, I'm, I'm, I'm as keen as anyone to sink a slippery if, if the film's bad. I've done it plenty of times in this podcast. And well, sometimes I like to hate a film people like as well. So, hmm. But... I don't know. I was, I was happy to go in. Actually, I took a call from my brother before I went to the film. He's like, what are you up to? I'm like, I'm about to see Amsterdam. Apparently it's really bad, but I'm going to give it a go. And he's like, okay, well, better, better you than me. But I'm going to tell him now. Actually, it's all right. It's not, though. I didn't have any preconceived notions of liking, and I had preconceived notions of not liking it. But are you thinking I've, I've pranked myself? Have I sneaked myself this, into liking it? Because you're like, everyone's talking about how much they hate it. And you're like, oh, yeah, sounds awful. And then you see it and you're like, guys, actually, let's not, let's just give it a break. Give it a chance. You know, maybe some people might like it. No. Listeners, I am here on the podcast to tell you the gosh dang truth. And that is that this is a mess of a film. This film 
is obviously the 27th version of this film. How do I know that? Because scenes are cut short. Because there is so much ADR, little lines that are shown on reaction shots because they're definitely added in post. I don't know what happened in the production of this film. Something major happened. Huge rewrites, reshoots. You're telling me you didn't notice all this? Half the scenes are cut and then we have one line of someone clearly doing ADR because they haven't sorted out the Atmos or the folly enough and then it's just on a shot of like somewhere else, a scene transition so we can have that line make sense and wrap everything up. It's so messy. I could hardly follow what was going on because I was so distracted with the fact that scenes were being cut short and there was so much ADR. Tonally, all over the place. Are we having a fun screwball comedy time? Who done it? Are we having a, oh my God, these are Nazis sterilizing people. This is really intense and awful. Are we having a Christian Bale does a funny voice and loves to get into character? Completely all over the place. Performances. You said we're good. Accents? Can I just say the single word accents? Do we know how to do an accent? Clearly not, Margot. Clearly we don't. This was terrible. Everyone was in a completely different film. I didn't understand what we were trying to do. You try to fake me out that Rami Malek is the bad guy. He's Rami Malek. He's not going to be in something unless he's the antagonist because he looks the way he does and he understands the roles and the types of roles that he will be cast in. (sighs) Is Christian Bale a good actor? I've said it. I think yes, still. But why does he always need to do crazy physical transformations? I would love to see him in a role where he's just him. Not gaining an amount of weight, not losing an amount of weight, not having a fake eye, not having a fake nose or fake teeth or a little limp or a funny voice. Just act. Just act. Be in a normal movie. Being a normal person. You need a caricature in order to get into the truth of the character. I think there's a red flag there. Also, camera angles. Why is the camera on the ground? I can't see the actors' faces. You're going into the hotel. We're getting out of the car. Camera's on the sidewalk. I can't see their expressions. I can't read what's happening in the scene. I don't feel connected to the characters at all because I'm on the ground, for Christ's sake. The pace, so slow. This was like a three-hour movie. It's not. It's two hours, two and a bit hours. There were some moments of, like, repartee, particularly between John David Washington and Margot, but they only lasted for, like, three or four lines, and then there was just nothing. It just sank like a rock at the bottom of the ocean. And you're going to have a go at Taylor, right? Listen, she's trying. She's trying so hard, and I think that's the problem, is that she's trying really hard and you can see the work there. But didn't you find that her scenes were, like, cut around? You barely saw her act. I was like, oh, let's just have half the dialogue while we're in an in a establishing shot across the road watching her walk across the road. Didn't you feel like that? It's like, was she so bad that we couldn't keep in her scenes properly? Is it my turn to talk now? It is baffling to me. (laughs) This is a mess. How did you not notice all those things? Look, I actually liked her performance. I thought she was okay. You did not say that in the beginning. (laughs) Did you still fake out where you wanted me to think that you were bagging on her so I would get upset and then turns out you're like, oh, it's actually all right. Well, the thing is she's only in it for about two minutes. Yes. And she's totally fine in it. Um. The way they dispose of her, though, is a bit, a bit harsh. <laughs> I feel bad about that because that clip is 100% going to be taken out of context and yeah, memed so I much I feel sorry online. for her. 
next time she does a bad album mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, yeah, it sucks. But yeah, yeah, you're right. She's trying really hard, and it it would be conf- as a performer who's you know not in many movies. It would be difficult to, to jump into this and get the tone right, especially only there for a very short amount of time. So I think she was okay. I think she was fine. Unbelievable. I agree with you about the accents. I thought I, I heard Margot dropping a lot, which is surprising because normally Again, she doesn't. She goes full Australian. She's like, come here or something. Like, yeah. Excuse me? Amsterdam. Amsterdam. It's <laughs> <laughs> not quite that bad, but yeah, it is um strange. I the thing I think that would have made it a whole lot better is if I bought the relationship between her and John David Washington more. That is interesting film, you say that because that was the only saving grace for me was them was that relationship. Well, I liked it, but I think I was told they loved each other more than I yes saw fair. that. Mm-hmm. And I think the film pretty much hangs around those two, like hangs mm-hmm. they tight together. If you don't not into their relationship, you'd probably everything else falls apart. But that's it. I like it. And I just thought that could have been a bit strong. I just think, like, he's really good, like, in Tenet, playing the strong, silent type who's sort of keeping his cards close to his chest. And then she's there and she's so um, effusive and you just you just love her, right? She just brings that out and just felt, like, a little bit off them together in that sense. Mm-hmm. They're, like, kissing and stuff. I'm like, oh, okay, you guys like each other. I didn't quite buy that. Yeah. Also, kind of... Like, we're showing them in Amsterdam, as I said, it kind of feels like they were just told, hey, we have the best time of our lives here. This is us in the room. This is us at the dance hall. Yeah, best time of our lives. Like, I didn't really get a good sense of how things were like there. And the same when it's like we came back to New York and I became a lawyer and I was a doctor and we're helping out people mm-hmm. for 10 years. Like, that's an interesting story. I wish I could see that I a know. bit. I know. We skipped over a lot of stuff. Yeah. We skipped over to the bit where they're both down and out and now they're caught up in a conspiracy. Like, you've created these interesting characters. Maybe I would have liked to see them just be themselves rather than try and overthrow this coup plot attempt. But I kind of like the shaggy dog this of it as well. What's the shaggy dog term you're trotting out for the first time? I've never heard <laughs> it before in my life. It's a shaggy dog story. It's, one, it's like a long meandering story that's kind of anticlimactic and it's just like, like a... Anyone I can think of, you want like Grandpa Simpson on on The Simpsons does sort of just tell stories that sort of don't really lead anywhere. Mm-hmm. A bit Cohen Brothers esque in times, like some of their comedies, they're just sort of like Big Lebowski style. It's just like a big roundabout sort of story. A big misogynistic mess. Yep. Okay, tell me that you noticed the scenes being cut short and the copious ADR that's clearly from rewrites and re-edits. You, you have a real ear for ADR and you I hate it. I can pick it anywhere. <laughs> I can pick it. I can tell in their voice that they're not in the scene. I can tell. It's too mm-hmm. disjointed. Yeah, I, I didn't. I noticed some scenes were a bit weird, but I thought they did enough that it was a style, so I thought it was like, I guess that's what we're going for. A style to make our movie look disjointed and disconnected and not have any flow what is wrong with you it was a bit long i'll give them that i think they could have cut a bit and we would have been just as fun just as good my problem my biggest problem isn't the length it's the fact that this doesn't even feel like the final version of the movie 
it feels like it has so many sticky studio fingers in on this pie mm. who have made so many things. Cut that, cut that scene out. I'll cut that short. Just have her say it's all good or something. And it's just, you get this, which is like a, a hodgepodge of newspaper clippings stuck together in a way that's like, you know what this movie is? You know those like when they're serial killers and they write like a ransom note and they cut the letters out of a magazine and they're all different fonts and different colors and you stick them together. And it's like, yeah, I can read what it says. Like it reads, I've kidnapped your daughter or something. But all those bits are so different that they're not meant to be together. That A's from a women's weekly magazine and the B's from Sports Illustrated or whatever. That's that's what this film is. This film is a cutout ransom note from a serial killer. Okay. <laughs> I've, I've figured it out. <laughs> you figured it out. You, you tell them, so no. Do you know what I mean, though? Like the the, the complete yeah. dissonance. I, I feel I am totally having a meltdown over here at the fact that you like this. I can't cope with it. I mean, I can kind of see where you're coming from, but I... I what do you mean you can kind of see where I'm coming from? I, I felt like it was a bit consistent. I thought like it was kind of... Well made sense. One thing I'll say is that I totally agree with what you said about Rami Malik. It's like he turns up, he's being creepy, and then we it's a surprise that he's creepy. I don't know. I knew that from the beginning. He's definitely up to something. It's Rami Malik. He's not going to be in a film where he's not having much to do. Like, Well, and it's also like who else is going to be turned out to be the villain? There's mm-hmm. no one else left. Mm-hmm. Do you like Anya? Do you like her in this film? Yeah, she's always good. Hmm. I mean, she's not very nice in the film, is she? No. Um, what did you mark, make of Mike Myers and Michael Shannon as a sort of spy duo? That was fun. That was fun. I, For some reason, Mike Myers has the kind of face where I'm like, what do I know that guy from? <laughs> and I can never pick that it's him. Michael Shannon, great. I have to tell you this. I'll cut it out of the pod if we don't need it. But um, I was watching Ghost Files, Ryan and Shane's new YouTube thing. And Ryan said that Michael Shannon was the most handsome man who's ever lived. I don't think he is. Interesting choice. Sorry. But <laughs> so I saw him in this and I was like, oh my God, instantly. He's not, not, not attractive and he's quite, he's got a certain allure, I'm not sure, but he's not the most attractive guy in this film. Sorry. Can you believe that I didn't even pick that it was Timothy Oliphant? I knew them from the voice, but... I couldn't tell for otherwise from the face, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, just some random guy. Went home and went, who's Timothy Oliphant in this film? Who's he? Yeah. <laughs> the hitman. Oh, my God, no way. So he's always great. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting. I did a podcast on I Miss You Man Reese a little while ago now about Austin Powers. Mm-hmm. And you look at Mike Myers's filmography. He hasn't done a whole lot, really. He's done Austin Powers. He's done Shrek and a few things before and after Wayne's World and whatever. But, like, for someone who's been around since, like, late 80s, early 90s to now, there's only, like, three or four roles that he's really known for. It's just riding high on those residuals, you know? Yeah, so it's, <laughs> it's nice to see him back. And, and I thought his performance was pretty funny, especially when he was, mm. like, they threw the drink in his face. Yes. Drinks on me. That's funny. I thought they were going to turn out to be bad, and I guess they were in a bit with the bird thing. Mm. Mm. But, like, that was a bit of a fake out, evidently. Yeah. Wow. How can one person be so wrong about a film? Oh, I don't know. It must be really challenging for you. <laughs> Answer me this. 
the fake out at the end where Margot shot Rami and Anya. Mm. And it's like, oh, psych, it didn't really happen. <laughs> Why was that there? Yeah, a little bit weird. They did a few times sort of dream sequencing things. I wasn't a huge got into that, really. What was the the porpoise? <laughs> not purpose, but porpoise. What was the porpoise of that? I do not, not sure. understand. <laughs> did you find it weird to watch Chris Rock after the whole Oscars thing this year? Yeah, a little bit. Hmm. Change, eh? He seems fine. Okay. I'll just... It's just odd because all I can think of now is that whole story and how that was so big for years, for Debacle. weeks. Mm. Yeah, bizarre <laughs> that, that happened. I know. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some well less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs. United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So apparently Jayla was supposed to be the girl, but she pulled out or something. Scheduling conflict or something. Mm, interesting. I just don't understand why Christian Bale would be in a film with someone who he had a verbal altercation with and has seen firsthand the abuse that he puts particularly his female actors through. It's a weird thing of actors sometimes. I think it's like be like how we spoke about last week with um, the chef business. It's like you've got to, like you're intense because you're trying to get the drama of the situation with high emotions, but it's for the work sort of thing. Like, well, sometimes you're just being a dick in a workplace and that's not okay. It wouldn't wouldn't fly in most workplaces, but mm-hmm. because we're actors and famous, we can get away with it or, or directors, you know. What about Zoe Saldana? I loved her in this. I actually thought she was really great and I liked seeing her as a romantic interest in a really quiet role. Mm-hmm. Like what I've seen her in, so Guardians, obviously she's very brash and sci-fi and she's in Center Stage, obviously, one of her best roles, and she's like, <laughs> really opinionated and like doesn't fit in this Mm. was really sweet to see her in this i thought it was really i really i really love her i think she's great i kind of as you heard before lots of different tones stuff and i think overall maybe because it's so like i like the the shaggy dogness as i said but the film that she was in personally i think that would have been a very good film because she's so calm and sensitive and Mm -hmm. The way she interacts with Christian Bale's character, I'm like, oh, this could have been interesting to see, mm-hmm. you know, this guy who's caught in a love story between obviously someone who hates him in the family situation with his, his wife and there's someone else who is just clearly you know, giving him something else. But, yeah, we didn't get much of that, did we? Again, I feel like the longer version of this film had more of that play out, mm-hmm. but we mm-hmm. didn't get to see it. I think also that there could have been more twists and turns in the story. There were no Personally. twists. No turns. Yeah, it just sort of played out as we thought it would. Also, Robert De Niro turns up. What's he doing here? 
Well, it's based on a real story, supposedly. Some of it, some of it happened. Yes. Yeah. Um, Not with it, Robert De Niro, to be clear. <laughs> Inspired by real events happened around this time. To, there was supposedly a, a coup to overthrow the president, but it all got sort of scuppered pretty early. Um, I thought it was weird that Annie Taylor-Joy was going on about how attractive this guy is, and it turns out it's Robert, Robert De, Niro. De Niro. Yeah, I thought that was odd. Well. That kind of makes sense in, in hindsight that she's a fascist and she thinks he's going to be their fascist president yes. or whatever. Still. And also I think some of that was put on, right? Some of the nerves were like fake because she's trying to mm. flatter him to get him into what she oh, yeah, to be yeah. part of, you know? Yeah. Also, like it was so obvious that they're drawing you, Margot. Like, aren't you supposed to be a nurse? Didn't she wake us out? Like, sorry. It's true though. Yes, keep going. You're getting into some of the things. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying it worked overall. And there maybe is a better version that has been cut away or whatever. But I liked it overall. Like, pretty good. I just, I'm just baffled by the fact that you could understand what was happening because how hodgepodge it was. Like, I just can't. Mm. How did you follow this? I don't know. A bit of energy to it. A bit of energy to it, everyone. A bit of energy to it. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, great. Is this the end of the podcast? I think I... I mean, you've been wrong about a lot of things, Lonnie, but this one feels like you're being deliberately obtuse. I just can't... I can't fathom it. (laughs) Several critics found Amsterdam overambitious and tonally inconsistent. Yes, I am one of those critics. Felt the story was exhaustingly wacky. Sure, in some points. Wildly fluctuating tones. Plot contrivances. Yes. Bewildering story. Yes. <laughs> Banal dialogue. Egregious editing. Thank you. Thank you, Chase Hutchinson of Collider Magazine. Yes. Egregious editing. Thank you. Negligible entertainment value. I'm, I've found my people. Okay, well, why don't you go over there in the echo chamber, just find people <laughs> who, who agree with you. Yeah. That's, that's real fans over here. I'm not a fan of his. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you want to die on this hill? I don't know if you do. No, not at all. No, I, honestly, I, I'd tell you if I was being contrarian for the sake of it, but I didn't mind the film. But I think you're being, you're being like... <laughs> subconsciously contrarian i think your brain has done the thing where it's like you do this a lot you do this a lot and you know what else you do when we see a movie in person you'd be like that was shit that was awful and then on the podcast you're like well i actually thought it was quite good in its use of <laughs> that's how i talk it is how you talk it's exactly exactly how you speak do you have an example of what i've done this or just in just in general you've, you've noticed over... recently <laughs> What, you want an example? No, I've got one ready to go. <laughs> of me being contrarian, I mean. Um, just in general. Just a, just a general thing. Just me. like standing up. Like if someone's all having a go at someone, you're like, they're okay. You don't need to have a go at them. That's me for David O. Russell. Sticking up for the little guy. Yeah. No, no not at all. No. Not at all. <laughs> um, okay, shall we give this a rating now out of five? You go first. I dread to think what you'll give it. 
I like three, I guess. Two and a quarter. Two and a quarter. What was the two for? Mm, the vibe. <laughs> it just, it was, it, I, I would like to, who edited this? Can I have the, their number? Can I call them and be like, what happened? Who told you to do that? Like, are you okay? What was the original cut like? Because this was just... You know what we need to do, Lonnie? You know what we need to do? I need to sit you down, right, when this comes to streaming, and I need to play it for you, and I need to pause. I need to have a remote. I need to pause and be like, did you hear that with ADR? Okay, we're going back. We're going back and we're listening to that in, in isolation. Do you hear how there's no Atmos there? Yeah. See how they cut that scene? Right after two sentences? Weird, right? Yeah. That's what I need to do. And then at the end, you'll realize the error of your ways. And that's good. That, that okay. sounds like a really a normal thing to do. It sounds like a fun use well, of well, time. Well-adjusted afternoon we might have in the future. <laughs> Am I unhinged? <laughs> no. A bit, though. <laughs> it's okay. No, you've got strong opinions. That's what we love about you. I mean, I guess Emily in Paris, I'm sticking up for her, aren't I? Yes. To that's a great degree. example. Because you know that the show is not good. We all know the show is not good. And then you've like, you do it, you put it on a bit, but there's a bit of truth there where you're like, everyone's bashing this thing that's actually not that bad. Which I admire in you, you know? Yeah. You stick up for the little guy and you want like things that deserve criticism to save the criticism for those. I totally get that. But I just think this one, this particular one, <laughs> deserves a little more criticism. Okay. <laughs> All right, we can go back through back catalogue to see if I am unfair in my uh, my praise, potentially. Or maybe I'm right and you're wrong. Maybe about that. This is yeah? possible, you know, but it hasn't <laughs> happened yet that I've been wrong. So. <laughs> All right. Um, we're also on Twitter. You can get in touch with us there. You can let us know how right or wrong we are. That'd be great. Potentially, though, we're the only people who've seen this film. So maybe... <laughs> Maybe the, the, the market for this won't be as big as we think. Maybe I'll, I'll turn them around. Maybe there'll be a big big bump after this comes out, this podcast. Maybe, and I'll be like, oh, Lonnie really liked it. We should go see what all the fuss is about. <laughs> and when you come crawling back to me saying, no, Sinead, you were right. This was terrible. Yes. Won't we all understand what's mm-hmm. happened here? No, that's true. <laughs> well, thank you very much for listening. I guess we'll see you next time. Goodbye. I wasn't expecting to go so hard because I thought you would hate it. I thought you were on my side. (laughs) My apologies. (sighs) Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.